Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling podcast. I'm Pam Larickia, longtime unschooling mom and author. Join me and my wonderful guests for interviews, information, and inspiration about unschooling and living joyfully with your family. You can find the episode show notes, your free introductory ebook, What is Unschooling?, and lots more information at livingjoyfully.ca. And here's the show. Hello, everyone. I'm Pam Larickia, and this is episode number 115 of the podcast. It's the 14th of March, 2018, as I record this intro. And this week on the podcast, we have the second half of my conversation with Hema Bardwaj. Hema is an unschooling mom with two children and an amazing artist. Uh, we continue to talk about her illustrations for my new book, The Unschooling Journey, A Field Guide. She talks about the inspiration behind the images and shares more wonderful stories about her own unschooling journey. And just a reminder, if you'd like to see the illustrations we're talking about, be sure to check out the episode transcript. I added them alongside our conversation so you can see some of the aspects that we reference. As well, there's some wonderful family pictures that Hema generously shared with her children's consent. And as a personal update this week, I thought I'd mention that I've been posting on my blog the last couple of weeks. There's an excerpt from the book. And a couple of days ago, I shared the story of the three-year-long journey I took to bring this book to life. I've been having so much fun sharing it with you guys. And as I said last week, I truly hope you find it helpful as you navigate the twists and turns of your own unschooling journey. And a huge thank you to everyone who has chosen to support the show on Patreon. I deeply appreciate all my patrons and their generous support. It's vital to helping me share unschooling information and inspiration with anyone who wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to support the show, even for as little as a dollar a month, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash exploring unschooling. And this week's quote is from Hema, and she's talking about her son, Ragu. Even today, like at night, he suddenly says, do you want to have a cup of tea? And I go, okay. That is my cue. It's like, I'm going to have a chat. He's going to talk. I get so excited and I just change my plans immediately because it is incredible what comes up. Now, I wanted to pull that out because for me, it's a spectacular aspect of unschooling. That connection. Parents and teens wanting to talk to each other. See, as our kids get older, we're not as physically engaged with them. Uh, they don't need our extra pair of hands to accomplish their goals. They dive into their particular interests and passions, and soon their knowledge sails past ours. But that doesn't mean our connection weakens. It just changes shape. We need to consciously make that shift, though, or we're going to stay in that feeling of interruption and resentment will build. So take that moment to remember why you're choosing to change your plans. And as Hema said, after you've experienced it a few times, you know what incredible things bubble up in those moments and you get excited when the opportunity arises. And with that, let's get to the rest of my conversation with Hema. All right, now, so Road of Trials um, and and. For me, the next uh, three, 
what I'll, I'd have to look three or four. Um, the rest of the de-schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, now we've kind of figured it out. Okay, <laughs> we're we're kind of unschooling mm-hmm. um, with our children. Um, we're pretty comfortable with knowing that they're learning all the time. We're um, reaching for connection more often than control. And like you said, there's always going to be moments, right, where uh, where we react without thinking or, you know, where we have to step back for a second and reevaluate. But now we're going to step m- more into the inner journey. Um, and this next illustration um, is from a stage called Accepting Our Nature, and it is called Joy. And for me, in, with the words in reading that chapter, um, I ended up by getting to the point where I could accept my my nature that, you know, when we were talking about things go wrong, something happens um, and we're tempted to do um, to react differently or we're tempted to make another choice. This isn't a failure. It is um, another moment for us. Right. Hmm. And for me, that was such a stage where I learned the value of living mindfully about trying to take that moment so that I could have choices instead of reactions, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and being able to accept that sometimes I would give in to that temptation for a moment. And then um, when things were feeling uncomfortable, sitting with that for a while to discover and learn about myself, yes. um, what I could learn in there. So that's what that whole accepting our nature um is about and once I got to that point I really discovered that undercurrent of joy when we were when we're able to accept ourselves and to me this is a huge piece of the journey because that's uh when I call my website living joyfully right because to me it all came to the joy right yes yes um yes so yes, your illustration. <laughs> yes, no, I um, yes, it all comes back to the joy, accepting our nature. Um, when I met Ravi, he, you know, he was a movie buff. I mean, he is a movie buff. This is he can, he has a capacity to memorize big chunks of dialogue. He can just in the middle of the day suddenly will become somebody from The Godfather. He'll become somebody from some other fancy movie, not fancy, sorry, some movie. And I'm thinking, like, mm-hmm. God, he's so. How does he do that? And but anyways, along comes Raghu, <laughs> and I become all like, I don't think we're going to be watching any of these movies anymore. I think we're going to ration the amount of TV he watches because I've read here and there that TV is no good. Blah 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 blah. Uh, fast forward, he's two and a half, and every time we turn the TV on, Raghu's eyes would light up, and mm-hmm. I was like. Uh, what? Why? Don't you see the joy in all the other stuff I want you to see joy in? Anyway, so I'm forwarding now. I'm just trying to set it up that I had issues with the TV being on in our home. I had issues with... So slowly, I did, as we came to this new understanding of things, and by this time, you know, there was a TV, there was a DVD player, there were these movies and things that the children loved to watch. And Zoya would get up saying, I want to watch Winnie Napu, Winnie Napu, milk, Winnie Napu. And she would take her milk or whatever she was drinking and she would watch Winnie the Pooh over and over. And as she was watching it, you might see it in some of the photographs uh, we post um, with this podcast. Zoya invariably would have her iPad somewhere nearby. She would have a drink or something nearby and she'd have Lego 
art, chalkboards, maybe the TV going on at the same time, and all these different stimuli that she loved on. So Zoya being surrounded by all the stimuli. Um, meanwhile, I had Raghu, who had just bumped into some friends, I think, on a trip uh, somewhere. Uh, I think it was to Abu Dhabi, and he bumped into a DS Nintendo. I think it was six, maybe five at the time, yeah, five or six, maybe six. And mm -hmm. I could see his eyes just shine. And I can, like, I want to connect it back to this beautiful image of this child in the hammock with his headphones, and he's completely at ease with himself. The people building the boat have just started building this boat. Um, and that's another part of this whole illustration process with this book that I felt like we were the heroes of our own journey. And the journey was now gaining momentum. It was, it was getting more solid. There was this boat that we were building, this boat of, boat of um, trust, boat of, uh, of a foundation, something that we can swim safely in as we navigate new paths, new journeys. And I was feeling more confidence at this stage, for sure. And I like how this illustration comes close to uh, this paragraph on living mindfully and also sitting with discomfort to discover what to let go. And I love reading your stories here um, because I used to think that if my children were watching too much TV or were just watching shows um, on repeat, like Zoya did, uh, etc. I was not being a parent. Yeah, it felt mm -hmm. like I was not, who was I to them? And I was just beginning to dig into a lot of Sandra Dodd's writing even at that time about, um, you know, all of the different ways in which we can learn. And one of them was the TV, the computer, the, the, the handheld devices, all kinds of things. Now, Ravi and I have never video game. I mean, the only thing I know of video games was um, Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Way back, a tiny little thing and um, nothing else. And uh, I had this image of me um, maybe um, because I would get worried that if my children were watching those shows and if I was beginning to feel like, oh, I'm just going to go take a shower. Oh, I'll just go. So there was a part of me that was not able to trust that because I had read too much about how a TV was used as a babysitter. You know, I read these articles and they were floating in my head and I had to reposition everything because now I trusted my kids. So I'm like, wait, I don't have to think like this. I can sing to them their songs as they're watching while I was having a shower, which is what I did with Zoya sometimes. <laughs> He'd be outside with the iPad. And we, you know, you know, she'd sing the songs and whatever trigger everything. And I'd be like, yeah, I can hear you. And we, you know, and all of a sudden, it was not screen time. It wasn't devices. It was, it was just what is in front of us that engages us, interests us. Um, and it began to ease up. And I could see um, this amazing ability for me to sit with that discomfort of the media in this case, it was discomfort of media and letting go of it because I saw joy. 
I could slow myself down. I didn't have to be at the same speed as my child. I could, you know, spend time outside of the experience. So the story about Raghu and the DS Nintendo, I think at the time it was, I think they're called 3DSs or something now. At the time it was Mm -hmm. just a DS. And uh, my brother-in-law very sweetly said, can I buy this for him? Because he asked me, because he kind of knew I had all these issues about how many movies my kids were watching. And he had known that from previous encounters. And at that point I had changed enough that I was like, yes, that would be so amazing for Raghu. And so Raghu got it. He got two games. We come home. I think it was Ben 10. Do you know Ben 10? Ben? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he yep. little Ben 10 thing. He put it in. He's playing on it. And very soon after he started playing the level, he discovered he couldn't go to the next level because he wasn't able to resolve this level. And I sat there with him thinking, that's it. unschooling is not working for me because I know nothing (laughs) oh my god this is it it's broken down we should never have gone towards these things you know it's all these fears because I couldn't help this child and he was almost in tears because the way the game was set up was that you could not go ahead and he knew he had to go ahead he knew this was not just this much in the game and he already knew I think also Raghu has an instinct uh, like he has a gut instinct when it comes to um, games and technology and how it works and uh, how a game should proceed and what you can look for. What are the Easter eggs in games? And he's always been like that. So that was my first um, enjoyment with Raghu uh, of his video game passion that was you know, very, very new at that time. And he was in tears. And I didn't know where to turn because I had no friends who video gamed in India. Um, meanwhile, I go online searching dramatic, like, dress, like, oh my God, I have to do something. I have to fix this for my child, for my son. And I find cheat codes. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, cheat codes. Yeah. And I tell Ravi and it's like late at night. It's like 10 o'clock. Ravi comes home and he's like, yeah, here's the cheat codes. You asked me to print out. And we still didn't have an office set up or printer. You know, there were all these stages, right? At that point in my journey with my children in India, settling in and Raghu had fallen asleep. And the next morning I wake up and he was up already. must have been like, he must have been awake at like six in the morning or something. And he was on the sofa beaming with happiness. And I looked at him and said, my gosh, when did you wake up? And, and he's like, I did it. I did it. I'm like, what? What? He's like, I did it. I got past to the next level. I know how to do this. And I'm like, you know, that moment just stays with me because that's who he has been ever since. It's like when he gets into something. He just gets into it. And that passion just, and I, from then on, knew that my role with him was to sit with myself. He was not my, he he was not the goal here. You know, um, I want to word this better, Pam. I feel like he was, he was my, my signpost. He would take me further if I just watched him, learned with him, stayed with him. I showed him the cheat codes and he said to me, he said, yeah, I don't need them. And he wasn't even interested in figuring out whether the cheat codes, like my logical brain was like, let's see if this was the best way to do this. You know, did we have, there was a mm-hmm. better, no, none of that. He was on and he knew what he wanted from that game. He has played some video games over and over just to get a different outcome. Just to hit the music at the end, that would be, do you know if you play it like this, you can get that awesome music playing at the end? I mean, he could go and play the music on YouTube or something anyways, but no, it was the, it was the, the, the success of, you know, so. The accomplishment. Accomplishment. And, um, and I, for me, I know the story here with sitting with discomfort to discover what to let go uh, is a different story for you. And as you said, you know, wisely, it's true. It's different for everybody. For me, when I read this, it took me there. 
it took me to that moment of saying wow ah so much relief so much um so much trust and hence i could walk that path with him with much more confidence i was like okay i i may not always know where i'm headed especially in um in in a world that i wasn't completely aware of or didn't always be i wasn't as passionate about video gaming uh but i can walk it with him i can learn alongside um and that took me further uh, than ever before um pam i loved when you said to take a moment you were able to take a moment to have a choice to see choices versus reacting and um in that moment i think i learned that i learned many more times with raghu uh by following him i would always find choices because i had only one view of things because you know i was i don't know uh too many layers had forgotten what it was like to be a child and think that mm-hmm. it's limitless um that famous thing that i'm sure somebody says and i'm sorry i'm not going to be remembering who to quote here but uh 10 impossible things before breakfast who said Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pippi Longstocking. I'll look that up. <laughs> Or, yeah, I think it was Pippi Longstocking, but maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Zoya is like that. Ten impossible things before bed. All kinds of things. Like things can just. And I'd be like, Oh my God, do I have to now build a robot? Do I have to do? And no, it's about. So I have. I can now. I was learning. I could pause. I can take the lead. You know, based on where they lead me. Uh, and I learned a lot more uh, because for the first time, I think when the video gaming entered our life in big force and Raghu just embraced it, that's when I realized, oh my God, I'm completely out of my depth. <laughs> I was not able to keep up. I had a little one who also needed me a lot. So I wasn't playing with Raghu in his video game worlds as much as would have helped me, slowpoke that I was, to learn at his pace. and that was a big learning for me it's like okay i may not always be able to keep pace with them until then you know pam we were pretty much on the same page all the time mm-hmm. but suddenly he was in this other world picking up all kinds of new things so one of the big learnings that happened and has stayed till date and has just taken on different forms is being available to co- to just converse to talk um raghu it always worked for raghu that just when he would enter the pool he would just blissfully lie there in the pool or just like wait on the sides and keep talking it was funny he would stop swimming and talk um even today like at night he like suddenly says you know do you want to have a cup of tea and i'm like okay that's my that's my cue you know it's like yeah. i'm going to chat he's going to talk i get so excited and then i just change my plans immediately because it's incredible what comes up um yeah i love that because that is that's something i found too that being open and available right to that is just a way to approach our days is when when they are um looking for that connection uh to be open to uh engage with them in that moment to to be the other part of that connection right when they're seeking that then is that that's when you want to be there for yes. it right yeah. because uh you miss so much if you if you try to put that on your own timetable it's it's back to respecting them as a person right and and understanding um that their needs are important treating their needs as important as just as important as your own now you know of course over a lifetime over years and weeks there's going to be times when we just can't yes. 
right? Maybe there's something that's going on that, that you really can't. But it comes back to choice, right? To taking that moment. Is that other thing really important? Doesn't need to be done right this moment because my child is is reaching out and wanting to connect. And is there a way that I can I can be in that space with them right now? And so often you really can. There really isn't that much that is an emergency. Yes. And then that's part that's part of that joy too, I think, is that release of all that burden, yeah. that weight that we carry around of all the things we think we're supposed oh, to be doing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, I had relief, you know, because I had this young one who was so physically active. Zoya was everywhere. She even today, we call it the Zoya breadcrumb trail, because if she's been in the room, you'll know it. There's, there will be <laughs> tiny little, you know, like little creations. Uh, Ravi will find that the zipper that broke on his favorite jacket that Zoya wears a lot because she likes wearing Ravi's things. Uh, <laughs> the zipper broke. And Ravi had been struggling with it and had just not, you know. And Zoya, of course, found a little hack for it. Zoya hacks are yeah. everywhere. She put a little paper clip. She put a little tape around it. It's, you know, it's perfect. If the tape goes away in the wash, she just puts it back. And Ravi's like, she fixed my coat. My zip is back. And and it's just the the beauty of uh, knowing that they are just always... Uh, in the driver's seat, they are, they're driving and I'm with them for the ride. Yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah. And, and that was the piece of the illustration too, that spoke to me with um, him being in the hammock mm-hmm. is, is being totally comfortable and okay with all their choices that knowing that the choice to be quiet mm. in that moment mm. was absolutely their choice and totally their joy, yes. right? You can just see the joy in the choice of, quote, doing nothing, right? Yes. Oh, my God. And yeah. so many the essays people have written about doing nothing. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's never nothing. There's so much going on in their brains and their thoughts in their... You know, they're just looking out. There's this beautiful image you have drawn with your beautiful words in one of your books <laughs> about Lizzie being out on the swings for hours. Oh, I can never forget that image. I just, the way you, I was like, yeah, that I totally get that. I, I feel the power in those moments where children just, Zoya will often do this. She'll wake up in the morning and then she'll come down with her blanket and pillow. And she's had a full night's sleep, but she'll come down and then sit and spend a further two hours. She did this for years, actually. It's only recently changed to like breakfast as soon as she wakes up. But otherwise, she would spend a couple of hours just zoned out, just completely. And then sometimes she'd fall asleep. Sometimes she'd say, I'm busy. I'm like, oh, okay. And what she was doing was just completely in her own thoughts. It's a magical thing to watch. Yeah. It is, yeah. I remember I would always just peek out the window, and because uh, she built her, she built her swings <laughs> in in the one of the willow trees wow. here. So I would just peek out and see just some of the branches going up and down. Yeah. When I'd be like, "Where's Lissy?" and I I would know, "Oh, she's out there. She's out there." Or sometimes she'd grab her, put her headphones on and say, I'm going out and, you know, hours. Yes. And it, you know, there's just important stuff going on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. 
Our next date, the next illustration is titled Compassion, mm-hmm. and that is uh, the stage titled Cultivating Kindness and Compassion. Mm-hmm. And um, I really love, I love this stage, and it is um, about when, you know, so much that we've been working through is you start to realize um, that yes and no um there's there's no right and wrong um that there's a bigger picture to it you know that it's okay to um let's say okay we'll back up Uh the the judgment piece okay we'll start we'll start with right and wrong the that um we don't need to judge those moments so much as right and wrong because they are where the person is yes in that moment, mm. right? You know, go back to the swing, go back to the quote, doing nothing. Mm. Um, even if that's how we see it, it's not how it is for them, mm. right? Or they wouldn't choose it. They have a reason that they've made that choice oh, yeah. in the moment. So when you start to see that um, all these seemingly opposite things <laughs> yes. have have purpose and have meaning and are all valuable, yes. Um, that is when all of a sudden you start to really appreciate like the wholeness of things. Right. And, and then it comes back to that whole yin yang and, um, you know, just as I, I just love the pulse of, and, and the flow. Okay. There's the word I was looking for. Cause we were talking about this recently on the Q and a too, just the whole flow of life. Oh yeah. um, And, and, that our sense of, of ourselves as part of the wholeness of things. And it was within there that all of a sudden I had so much more compassion for not only for my children and for all of their choices, but it started to grow um, to to everyone, you know, to my husband, to our extended family. I, I started to see them on their journey. I started to appreciate where they were. Oh, wow. It could have been completely different from where I was, and I mean, it often was, but I could still now, at this point, appreciate where they were because I could see the the bigger picture and the kindness with which I could treat pe- could treat people and the compassion that I felt just grew um, at this point. Yeah. And I I love all the people that are in your illustration for this stage as well. So. And the boat that's getting uh, yeah. coming together more. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> yeah. um, I love what you shared. Just now. I feel like that. Um, oh my gosh, the flow of everything coming together. Um, so, young woman, and I, in fact, you know, initially when I started this situation, I kept thinking, okay, this has to be the grandpa, that has to be the dad, this has to be the mom. And I was like, the more I drew them, the more I was like, no, they could change in each illustration. They could be who they needed to be. Um, there is the personalities, though, the playful mermaid, uh, the child with the headphones and the long hair who, you know, kind of for me is who Raghu was for the longest time. He would always be on the periphery. He wouldn't uh, always join into big group Um play like he he'd rather watch um i remember a long time ago uh we met sandra dodd uh at her hometown we 
she arranged this little festival called the Monkey Platter Festival. And I think that was one of the moments that stood out for me as an indicator of times to come. Not that I thought of it like that, but it became an indicator of times to come. Uh, we were all playing, uh, I think, Marty and Kirby, her sons, and uh, even Holly, maybe. So everybody was there. We were, like, playing with the parachute thing. There were lots of unschooling moms and dads and kids. And we're all playing, and Zoya's having a blast. And the boys were throwing leaves up in the air with this big parachute sail. And it's falling. So much awesomeness. It was a beautiful autumn day. And all of a sudden, I couldn't see Raghu anywhere. And the Sandra pointed it out to me, actually. She said, look over there. And I was like, oh, I should go check. And she's like, no, no, don't. you don't need to check. He's fine. I can see him. I've been seeing him for a while. He's fine. He was just sitting under a tree quite far from us and just sitting there. And it was, again, you know, when I look at these children and, you know, who are they in each moment? Um, I can flow better overall. Um, I sometimes joke with Ravi that I'm not sure who's coming down the stairs right now <laughs> because it will be Zoya, but I don't know which age Zoya, I don't know which Zoya, is the Zoya in this, you know, frame of mind or that frame of mind, you know, because they change every day. Uh, they are in, you know, overall you can say, I think Zoya is playful and Raghu is, the, you know, but really that's a disservice to all of the things they can be. And I then could apply that compassion to myself and to Ravi and to more people, exactly like you said, because you're right. Oh, it taught me that when I'm unhappy, this kind of, I don't know if I'm making the right dot connections, but I think in my mind it leads into the fact that I have learned, and this is today's learning too for me, a lot of it, when I'm unhappy, when I feel out of you know my center, I have to go back to myself. It's never about what's in front of me. It's never about the people around me. It's never about the issue. It's never mm -hmm. about the fact that the car broke down and everything's going wrong. Uh, it's always something inside that actually is not able to, um, it's just, you know, I'm just not able to center myself. So if I can go back inside and I can bring up all of the little things that make me so happy and joyful and then I start to build myself up from there and, um, you know, you have this beautiful a uh, little piece here right by this illustration um, that's called Compassion, uh, in which it says, finding the magic in the mess. And you have this lovely story about the big January snowstorm and um, Lissy, I think, as a teenager, and you had tickets to a concert. And the number of times I've had situations like that where, you know, the pieces aren't working and somebody is completely resisting the rest of the family's decision and that, you know, all of these things. And this is the real stuff. This is day to day. And because in our life, we don't have that way of thinking, which is, well, school said you have to do this and you're going to have, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just bringing back school, but it could be anything. It could be like, and we think you must do, you know, and this, this is the rule in our family. Because you live outside of that paradigm, you're outside of that sort of thinking, you can just push the boundaries in all sorts of ways. And then the magic begins to happen. I just call it magic because there are, mm. oh, um, Zoya wished for the beach the other day. She just wished for the beach. And I said, oh, <laughs> in winter? Okay. Mm. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not always, I'm not the best person in winter. So I'm always thinking, like, okay, the winter. So I always have to catch myself as, okay, I have nice warm gloves. I can get myself a Starbucks. I can do this. And, you know, I make myself happy to approach winter. 
But anyway, Suzoya was all excited about the beach. She wanted her friends. And I'm thinking, oh my God, now I have to coordinate. And I was feeling a little overwhelmed. This week was a bit overwhelming and I had a few too many things. So I was like, oh my God, and I have to now get her friends together. But she's been not wanting a particular friend, but wants the other, you know, all these, whatever the factors are, right? Everybody has these complex situations arise. And I just didn't know how it was going to play out. And I just had to go back to myself and say, okay, what do I wish for Zoya? I want her to get what she wants. And I'm not quite sure how it's going to play out. Okay. And, you know, I kind of soothe talk myself into a place of feeling that all is well. And sure enough, we had the most exquisite email fall into my lap, which of course existed. I mean, you could say that it was already in your inbox, you know, Hema, but no, it's like, you know, how it flows. And when you see the flow, then you just see more and more flow in your life. It's amazing. And I, that, the email just popped up like, like a little magic thing at that day's end. Of course, it's not magic. It's real. It happened. There was an email about her photo club wanting to go on the beach and hang out with everybody. And guess what? We get almost like, I don't know, 55, almost 60 degree weather. We get, you know, just a few clouds in the sky just to give enough contrast that the photos were beautiful. We get like, I don't know, a turnout of 15 kids. Oh, my God. And adults. <laughs> and we're all walking up and down the beach. There's driftwood and shells. And it was exquisite. And then I could not have made this. Ha- you know what I mean, Pam? I can't make yeah. this just happens yes i can bring all the pieces in place i can center myself i can make the environment but then the magic happens you you just trust the next little step and the next you know there's this beautiful book by anne lamott that i always go back to whenever i see the overwhelming aspect of housework or something crazy like that for me which is crazy for me (laughs) just buddy um which is a book that is titled bird by bird and I love yeah. that little story. You probably know it, right? It's yeah. this little story about her brother and how he was overwhelmed by a project and he had to submit it. And it was the last day of the summer vacation. And his dad looked at him and said, bird by bird, buddy. That's all you can make it on. I'm like, yes, that I can do. I can, okay, can't do all of it. So I love ah, knowing that there is tremendous flow in this picture. Everybody is doing what they need to do. And somehow the overall is that we're all together. So we're all flowing together. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. And oh, there was this beautiful sentence in your book. And I, I have to identify somewhere. I'm sure we can put a little quote from it later that talks about the subterranean current of joy. I just loved mm-hmm. that sentence. It kind of, and it, it fit beautifully into this image for me, just kind of you know, segued in because that water flows into the cave and there's a fish and the bird and then the water comes out and it the the idea of flow and water obviously goes very well together. So um yeah. Yeah, no, I I just loved how um like like you had said, everybody's just doing their own thing, but they're together. Yes. Right? You could just you just feel um, such, I guess, happiness, joy, compassion for each one of them yes. doing what they're choosing. Yes. There's just a, a sense of completeness that they're all there um, and they're choosing individually what they most want to do. And and it's just so beautiful the way it all flows really is the right way, yes. right? <laughs> yes. And much of what you're talking about there... Um, about how so much of this is our inner work is is a beautiful stepping stone into the next stage 
um, which is, I guess, uh, uh, Campbell calls it the ultimate boon. Um, We are now unschooling with confidence and grace. And so much of what you were describing there is is where you're getting to with this. Now, it doesn't mean perfect. Mm-hmm. So many people say, uh, I have to be perfect. Oh, no, I did something wrong. You yes. know, this and they, they throw out the baby, the bathwater, everything. <laughs> but so much of this is inner work. But now we're at a point where, you know, it has happened enough times. We've seen the magic come out of the mess. We've seen it happen over and over and we understand now, we're really quite confident that we will come out the other side, even if we don't see how, even if we don't see where that water is going to go when it goes into that subterranean area. But we know there will be another side to it. And yes. I love the idea that unschooling we uh, becomes a practice to yes. us, right? It, we get up every morning. Yeah. And, and we, we see how things are and we flow with the day. And when we come, when challenges come up, we know so much of it is often our work to do. And we take that moment um, either to do some of that work or to take stock to, to make a choice so that um, we're not, we feel like we're in the flow rather than being directed um, from outside yeah. currents, right? Maybe that's a good way. Yes. And we can just choose each in each of those moments to live gracefully um, with the others around yeah. us. And and uh, in your image, which we've called grace, mm. um, is <laughs> it it really epitomizes you know just that feeling that you know, you know you're ready for this this voyage of life. Does that does that align with what you were thinking about that? Image? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I love this image because I feel uh, it completed something for me. So I think you had mm-hmm. once asked me whether um, while drawing this, how were the illustrations um, helping my journey? You know, the act of drawing mm-hmm. it out, right? It's it's a visual representation of um, much of what we've been experiencing. And so anyway, so I had liked that um, idea of, yeah, how am I growing as I'm? And I think it helped me um, take stock in a really nice way. It's like, oh, yeah, this feels really good. You know, like sometimes you forget that you're on school. You just, you know, you just. Yeah. And um, it's not a thing anymore. It's just what is. Uh, and we're not, you know, I've never been anti-school. Uh, Zoya's tried out a, a co-op. Uh, she's tried out a small play school. She's tried things along the way. Um, and she's gone for as long as it met uh, some need for her, you know, and then she's left it. So it's not that we forget that we're unschooling or something. It's just that this is now just life. It's, just yeah, it's just living. Yes, it's just living. Yep. Um, and... A funny story that happened was two years ago, Ravi, I think it's been two years now, but Ravi came home all excited and he said, um, you know, I have this project I have to finish and for that I have to go to London and it's so cool that, you know, we get to go, uh, we'll, I can expand it, we can have a weekend on this side, a weekend on that side, make it a nice 10 day trip. You know, and he was talking to me and the kids and saying, and you know, you, Hema, he was talking to me and saying, and you can do all those things that you were saying. Zoe wanted to see the eye, blah, 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 something, something. And he just like, he was so excited. And the kids are looking at him 
and they're looking at him and they're saying okay and he's looking at the thing aren't you excited can we do this when should we and i just have to fix the dates and he starts talking and they're like but but we can't go and he's like mm. and they're like uh, no uh, taekwondo like you know have you forgotten like what's you know what's up with you and looking at them thinking what is wait and then he's looking at me for confirmation because he's not always with us all the time on this journey right he's he catches up all the time but he's also his own beautiful self and he's looking at me thinking wait we started this journey so that we would be free to roam the world right what happened here and i'm like uh yes you know the flip side you know the part where they get passionate about things that's what <laughs> you know the other side of things where you know you actually love something so much that that's what you do it's not a give it's not like i'm giving up on london i just don't need to choose it even and really hit me and ravi that day like look at this incredible life you know like ravi was of course bummed and still remembers and says you guys stopped me from going to london <laughs> but he, <laughs> he uh he was amazed these children were so um they, that the passion takes you to these heights where you are on a journey and um so anyways i just i thought it was ironic that you know here the boat was built we're ready for the journey uh, we're not going anywhere we have taekwondo stay <laughs> <laughs> so i thought it was funny uh, but yes this is the boat this is the boat sometimes you put anchor you stay wherever it's sort of you know i think a metaphor and also just a symbol maybe of the fact that we're in our boat in our heads and we're always moving it's not you know a physical thing sometimes you don't see all of the pieces come together physically even and um you'll find things connecting months later even sometimes and say oh remember that phase where so and so was continuously watching these videos guess what he she's actually interested in this thing that segues into that you know and it was just, it's amazing um uh um sorry it's a trust right that comes up at that point it's just you totally trust that the things that they're choosing even if you don't quite know why now yes. that you trust that it has value for them because they're choosing it because they're free to yes. choose they're they're not choosing in reaction to other no. things they are they have these choices in front of them and they're choosing yeah. it so there's a reason whether or not you see it but that's the beautiful thing right is is so often when you look back yeah. you can see the connections between things you can see why it was important to them in that moment but you have to wait till you can see that bigger picture yeah. so often it's it's in the bigger picture where you see the connections not in in that tiny microscopic moment that right you and you know i could uh, i at that point i had tried to explain to ravi why the taekwondo so i remember just both of us trying to justify like wow they made this choice and i realized that we can't you know sometimes actually i didn't know whether they were going to continue taekwondo and there've been many moments where my children have given up oh did you say that in your book and i love that um or did i i don't i'm sorry i'm going to have to remember who said it but in in that movie um stuart little i think the cat says well if more people would just give up we'd have fewer wars or something so it just stayed with me like you know like this <laughs> just give up can we just take it easy we don't have to fight, you know and i love um getting you know to that to not having to control the outcome to not having to um we say this um grace in the everyday 
one of the lines at this section, Grace in the Everyday, is the people in our lives continue to learn and grow and change. So we need to stay in tune with the rhythm of our relationships. Um, there's another one that um, in the same you know little segment, um, it says, when I'm stymied trying to figure out how to come up with a plan that meets the needs of everyone involved, it looks like me openly asking my children for their suggestions, knowing that they too will consider everyone's needs. They are full members of the family and they often have a fresh perspective and some pretty great ideas. And I felt like that because the kids looked at Ravi and said, you're welcome to go. You should have fun. <laughs> and I, and I, um, I liked that. Could we just state here once again what stage we're at with Joseph Campbell's way of looking at it for this stage with the illustration? This stage is... Um, yes, so this is Unschooling with Confidence and Grace, and yes, this is the ultimate boon. So this is kind of the the reward. But, you know, his, so often in stories, they're represented by a physical reward. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they get the Holy Grail. <laughs> um, but so often in the, in our inner journeys, it, it is, um, it, it, it's the grace of God's, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not that you need to you discover you don't need to steal the grace from yes. them. It's that you um, come to a point in your inner journey where you have the grace, mm. the grace of God's in that um, you you are. Well, I mean, it's what we've been talking about, where you have done this inner work, you understand the you have this feeling of wholeness and kindness and compassion and just grace, and you are able to um, treat people uh, in your lives as as whole people, yes. as other people equals to you, regardless, because you can see where they are on their journey. Yes. So, yeah, the grace of the, the grace of the gods, the grace of the gods, the grace of the taekwondo gods, the grace of night conversations, you know, the grace mm-hmm. Zoya. Um, telling me about this YouTuber. Uh, just last night, she, you know, we were just in bed and she was showing me videos and um, uh, this woman, Lily Singh. And I said to Zoya, I said, you know, I want to know who Lily Singh is. She's this famous YouTuber that Zoya has been watching and she laughs like crazy when she's watching this video. So I know it's really, really good. So I watched a couple, uh, but I wanted to know more about her, her life and her choices. And she says to me, well, you should just watch the one where she draws her life out or, you know, and so she takes me to that video and it was an incredible video. And this connection with Zoya, the connection with the fact that there is the grace of finding so much of the world through my children. For me at this stage, I'm at that space. I'm almost like, show me the world, children. Because I mm-hmm. in yeah. such a you know it's like it's like if before it was color this is like this is what do you call it when the IMAX this is the IMAX world no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in full blown you know like 3D and um, I like their view of life it's so fresh um, yeah. yeah yeah so the next stage um, so now we've gotten. Uh, in Campbell's terms, the ultimate boon, um, that's our reward. And then um, now it's returning back from your special world to your ordinary mm. world. 
Um, it's that trek back as you start to, um, sometimes, sometimes there's an escape. I mean, everybody remembers, you know, when you, you go and you catch, you, uh, I always think of Indiana Jones, (laughs) you know, he gets his word and then he's got to run away because the gods are trying to, um, get their, get their reward back that like you've stolen it or Uh something. Um, but on an inner journey like this, it is uh, our way to start um, moving back more comfortably into into the mm. real world. We always call that the real world, right? <laughs> um, but yeah. so often there's there's different ways. You know, some people um, I know for a while we didn't we were comfortable in yes. our world, right? Um, but then there were times eventually, though, when I noticed that the kids, they wanted to do more. They wanted to um, do some more activities. They wanted to be out more uh, out and about doing things. You know, we started to see family more. And um, with the journey metaphor, so often what we're doing is now this this kindness, this compassion, this grace that we have and that has now expanded from just our unschooling lives and we see the bigger picture of life and this is how we can live in the world, these are the kinds of gifts that we're now bringing back with us. These are the gifts that we're taking back to uh, the rest of the world. They just see us in action, right, Um, as we're out and about. Uh, when we go to girl guides or when we go just just anywhere out in the yes. world, we're bringing our our new um, relationships. Like so often, people would comment, you know, if we were smiling and having I'm having fun with the kids. You're just out and yeah. about um, in the world in a different way, and these are part of the the gifts of unschooling that we're now bringing back with us. And that's the title of the next illustration mm-hmm. of yours, uh, yes. Gifts. And now we're in the boat here. Yes. And there are a lot of gifts around. <laughs> I know. This. I love I love the view through the porthole, too, right? Because now we're just, we're getting a glimpse of just an ordinary life in action. It's beyond um, the unschooling itself. And now we're just in the world right absolutely right so now we're sailing along you know enjoying the contact with the real world in a new way um i love this image of through the porthole window uh it's just a big image of gifts you know of the layered learning of nuances interconnectedness um I love that Raghu helped me by adding that the birdcage should be with a wide open door so the bird is free to play and roam around. Uh, you know, the little girl spirit for me was Zoya's spirit, you know, moving around, engaged, near her mom. Um, you know, this image represents the interconnectedness of everything in my mind. Uh, the inner world, the outer world, everything uh, is connected. And this is revealed to me and Ravi, um, you know, through the breadth and depth of the conversations my children engage in. Nothing is really sacred in our house, or at least we try to be very, very open-minded to all kinds of topics. Um, and, uh, you know, we see the learning now as uh, uh, as all pervasive, you know. Um, so, 
Raghu built his own gaming PC, you know, a few years ago, and I felt like he had just completed a mini version of a small, you know, lifetime of experiences within that project. Uh, there was the negotiations with us about the budget, um, you know, getting into the history of PCs, design sensibilities, posting on PC builder forums. Uh, we spoke about saving money, earning money, you know, comparative shopping online, which kind of drove us crazy, mood swings, uh, furniture arrangement, how to include Zoya's needs. Um, there was a waiting period for everything to happen, you know, the patients involved uh, and engaging with others even, you know, while you struggle with the decision, uh, watching onless, you know, sorry, watching online, um, you know, endless online bills till we felt confident. And then just cooperating with each other, you know, even as the family needs kept changing and emerging as we built the computer. So, yeah, it's a it's a pretty rich environment uh, all along in through this journey. Um, and I hope this image gives that idea. Um, in in this image, you know, with the porthole, this rich, you know, visual display of the child's workspace, uh, his room gives an idea of the diverse learning going on. Yeah, the mom, you know, she might be peeking in perhaps after a day of swimming and conversations and games, uh, visit to a friend's home. And she feels the contentment of the child, you know, immersed in some current passion. You know, and uh, this might be, uh, this might be, me, you know, bringing over a drink so, you know, Raghu could finish a game and then show me a YouTube guitarist playing a 10-string electric guitar or more strings even. <laughs> I'd never heard of such a guitar. And then he shares about, you know, maybe a new area of interest that leads to a conversation about the School of Rock movie, uh, you know, on to Babish, uh, amazing YouTuber uh, with his latest cooking from movie meals episode. Um, we could perhaps visit that music store, you know, Raghu might say, uh, the one we visited in Auroville many years ago. Uh, where we bought, I think my parents bought it for Raghu. It's a shankha, which is a conch shell, and you blow on it um, uh, at the beginning of uh, an announcement or war or even uh, in sacred ceremonies. Anyways, uh, and then that might lead to, you know, the beef ban in India. Is it still in effect, you know? And then that might lead to India and being, you know, maybe a little sad or maybe, you know, just remembering something about um, our life there uh, when we did live there um, and how it feels to be so far from a country we you know had a life in <laughs> um, and then perhaps we just uh, go back to the guitarist because now he's finished a piece and we're watching a different piece by him online it's a continuous process you know um, engaging with each other's worlds um, uh, and the gifts I mean so Raghu and Zoya have been going to Taekwondo for two and a half years and they're closing on their you know pre-blacks now and often when I'm at that dojo, you know, random parents whom I don't know personally, but have been watching Raghu and Zoya, probably because their kids are younger and they're there a lot. And they'll come to me and say, you know, what do you do with them? I've heard they're homeschooled. What, how are you getting them to be this attentive or this committed and engaged in learning? And, you know, how are they so well behaved? And and I can see that their primary, they, they think I'm controlling my kids. Um, it's very hard to explain that this journey, you know, from control to connection and beyond has been going on for years. And I'm guilty of control. I, I you know, old stuff comes up and I'll be like, oh, I really, you know. But my children teach me a lot. And they're such, they're so good at catching me when I'm off my game. 
and that really uh, is a wonderful thing to have now as they grow older. But yes, uh, most of it is just work I've done because I can sense that the way I'm being with them is not working, you know, for them. Um, you know, so a parent might ask me, um, how is it that my children are so motivated? <laughs> you know, it, it's hard to explain to them that uh, my children are motivated internally. You know, not because of some external prop or because I bribe them or, you know, um, and at the same time, it's a real choice my children are making, right? So they can choose to leave the dojo when they feel done, uh, you know, if another interest calls them, staying true to their inner voice, uh, which they're always attuned to, uh, means that they are always intrinsically motivated and passionate in enjoying their activities, you know, Um Raghu got his job, in fact, uh, he works once a week now because of his relationship with his dojo instructor. Uh, he's been working for several months as an assistant to his instructor at uh, a local after-school taekwondo program. And um, it came about because he respects his instructor, his instructor respects him. There's this, uh, you know, admiration between them. Um, and... Anyway, so the side story there is that Raghu, in fact, chose to spend a big chunk of his earnings towards a gift uh, for his dad on his dad's 50th birthday. Uh, he didn't have to do that. <laughs> he, he said he wanted to do it because he loved that um, Ravi had supported him for so long with his taekwondo. And, you know, my kids go every day, so like five days a week. <laughs> um, and I think Raghu really appreciated that and just felt like gifting something really special to his dad, something that his dad would not normally buy for himself, etc. Uh, and of course, just to drop in a bit of interconnectedness, uh, Raghu loves to study alcohol and figuring out which alcohol tastes what, like blah, blah, blah. So does his dad shared uh, you know interest there and so of course the gift was a very rare single malt <laughs> um and uh, you know back at the dojo the the kids are trusted with back office duties uh they are appreciated there and it's wonderful for me to hear from adults that my children are appreciated you know they enjoy having conversations with my children um adults will just come and tell me that i I can see that it's because my children are on this kind of a journey. Um, and I just want to say that this uh, process, you know, is going to be happening again and again. It gets repeated. Um, I feel like it's like that old-fashioned candy, you know. Just when you think you can't stretch anymore, you find out that you can. <laughs> and then you stretch some more. And it's incredible. The gifts that are revealed because we're willing to walk this path um, and see uh, and appreciate the gifts. So anyways, the, the whole journey itself is the gift. Um, I think that is really now what I love um, saying to people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's such a great point because and because you, you mentioned earlier, too, that um, so much of the day to day stuff that we see as as amazing and different because we've seen yes. different to them, it's yes. just life. Yes. Right. It's just them choosing what yeah. they're doing. And and it, it's beautiful. Right. Yes. <laughs> and it's just it's just because Rich. Life. absolutely. 
Very rich. Rich is a great way to put it. Okay, we are at the last stage. We yeah. made it. Um, Campbell calls it freedom to yes. live. After, you know, mastering the two yeah. worlds, how we're just free to live Who's our fun? life. Mm-hmm. And this last illustration we've called flow. And it's, it's I called that chapter uh, the flow of our unschooling lives. Because we are at the point where we're growing and changing, living and learning, being and oh. becoming. What we've discovered is constant in our life is yeah. change, yes. right? Yeah, <laughs> And we've got to the point, um, you know, again, to say not that things yeah. are perfect, but that we know things will flow. Things keep going there. We will find a way through things. And uh, the last Q&A, we talked uh, quite a bit about how it's not about balance, because mm-hmm. balance is us trying to control things, right? Us trying to keep all those balls mm. in the air um, versus the flow of our unschooling days and just seeing where uh, where yes. they go. And you have illustrated that beautifully Thank in you. your in Thank your you. Image. Yeah, I feel like this image is almost like the only possible conclusion at the end of all these illustrations. Like everybody would have been drawing this. They're like, of course we're all out on the ocean. Or of course we are, you know, sailing along and um our intuition's yeah. there. Oh my gosh, those little cloud people, I adore them. Um I also love the raft. I love that I could that that came to me because I like the raft. I like the idea that we can all be together and just be ourselves. Um Somebody could be, you know, sitting on a fish, uh, you know, swimming in the ocean. So, you know, anyway, so there's this line that you write here. It says, but as we come to appreciate change as our lifelong bedfellow, we soon recognize it everywhere. It is the sparkle of possibilities. It feels like a weight has been lifted and we are able to appreciate the moment. Oh, I love that sentence. <laughs> and there were so many moments when I was reading your book, um, It gave me so much relief. It felt like, you know, I understand that a big part of it is to make, to draw, to um, take us through the hero's journey. But I was already feeling like a hero then, you know, it's like, oh, yes, you know, I got this. Oh, good. (laughs) Yes. Um, Following. That's it. You're the hero Mm. throughout. Mm, Yes. (laughs) This is, this is you being yourself being that person in every one of these moments it's not you becoming a hero it is the journey oh, as yes. a hero you know that uh, line that you write here because change is the biggest constant here um and it's you know it doesn't bring fear anymore it just brings like ooh, possibilities you know i can always take a pause i don't have to rush headlong into change but i can I, I can rely on so much more now that I've, you know, walked further along the path. And it's funny, for the longest time, Ravi and I, we had our little private joke. And I would even share, I think I did share this with some people, that Ravi would come home not knowing what the next big change was. <laughs> because years ago, I shocked him when I came back from the naturopath's office and said to Ravi, all right, Raghu's going to get to eat whatever he wants. And we're not going to be sending him to school anymore. And we're going to be homeschooling. And he's like, uh... 
Okay. <laughs> and he looked at me like, um, that sounds pretty interesting. What's going to happen exactly? I said, I think I shared a couple of articles, spoke a little bit, and he's in. He's in. I mean, I want to take a moment to say that for him because I feel like this, these partners in our life, you know, these, and some of us are single parents. And if they're single parents, they have their own kind of partners. Um, the children, the extended family and friends. I feel that um, the flow for me is to be with everybody. It's, um, it's like, I, not that I take responsibility for how everybody's journey turns out, but that I feel that connection. Um, I love that Ravi would come home and be like, okay, another change is coming. And I'm like, yeah. And he'd be like, uh, okay, I'm behind, let's do this. You know, and I, I really appreciate that, um, that many a times the vision of this image, Pam, was in heart mm-hmm. all those years ago, because this is what my my instinct said felt good. I just didn't know how we were going to get there yet. Yeah, how to get yeah. there. Exactly. So there were a lot of steps, but this was already. So I feel like sometimes a vision, you know, it's like if you build it, they will come. You know, and I mm-hmm. love that. Um, I, I whenever I don't feel things are working out for me, I often go back to that space of saying, "What inspired me to walk this path? What was that?" And it always takes me back to images like this, that feeling that, you know, not just the image, but the feeling behind the image, you know, that flow, that the idea that we can all be ourselves um, and shine. So, yeah. I just love that. I love that, um, that, you know, you're talking about how you kind of had this in your in your heart, in your soul before you started. Right. And it was all about how to get there. Because in in the illustration you've written, follow your bliss, which was uh, <laughs> I Campbell's, know. <laughs> right? That is that was his kind of phrase to help you um, get to this place, like that you knew this place was your your idea yeah. of bliss, but that the journey was about just keep taking that step toward it, and I just love that. And so many times, you know when people talk about following their bliss, um, the thought is that, oh, once I find that one perfect thing, it'll be mm-hmm. so easy. But bliss, I'm, I'm sure that when Campbell meant bliss, it was not that this was going to be yeah. easy for you, that all of a sudden everything was going to align when you found the one right thing. But it's because it's something that is meaningful to you. So that you will tenaciously fight your way through, like on that road of trials, through the tricksters and the monsters and all the obstacles yes. that come up along your your path to get to this place of kindness and compassion and grace, this place that you can get yes. to on your journey. And so much of it is an inner journey, oh, yeah. right? Um, I just love that. that so, so often you think, oh when people talk about finding your bliss, it's like finding the one thing you just love and everything's going to be easy. No, I don't think that was his point or is the point at all. It's that this is going to be a journey. This is going to be challenging. There are going to be things in your way, but when you have that burning kind of vision, you will um, keep going. Like, and we see it in our children all the time, right? Back to your video game story with Ragu and waking up in the morning and getting through it. He was going to stay at it. And that was something that I learned from my children because I learned growing up with school that you needed to get to the right answer and you needed to get there quickly. And if you couldn't get there quickly, 
I stopped doing it and I changed my path. Right? Because your goal was the end point. It wasn't the journey. And you say that often in your books. I love that. The journey. Oh, my gosh. And yes, uh, just to be with it moment to moment. It's um, it's it's thrilling. It's a pretty thrilling ride I'm on. I'm, I'm very excited that I had this opportunity <laughs> to live life like this. And thanks um, also because of this opportunity to draw for your incredible book. I felt very, um, I mean, honored and, and thrilled that I got an opportunity to see all of this. I want to mention at this stage in all of the illustrations, I hope the readers notice um, that there's empty spaces, the, the globe in number nine in gifts, the globe is empty. The poster behind the child is empty. Um, the boat does not have a name on it purposely. The big boat, the one that the family built. Um, and the reasons for that is just so that people could fill in what they wanted. Maybe the waves in joy, which are not put in, like I haven't put in all the strokes for the ocean, could be people's words. There could be little words that people feel as they read your book uh, because like you said, there's gazillions of combinations here. The kind of people, the you know, the kind of person reading the book, the kind of experiences that person has had, the children they have, their personalities. And I, I love that you've made this book into this workbook, coloring book, because it gives people the opportunity to play with their thoughts as they come up and put them into these illustrations, um, doodle them out, draw them out uh, for whoever likes that kind of visual, you know, um, engagement. <laughs> Yeah, no, <laughs> that was that, that was something that's become so um, important to me. Something I love so much about this project is is the print book Ooh. version. Um, like the the illustrations are are absolutely amazing, and and I think are a totally fresh window onto the journey. Um, so even even in the ebook with the illustrations, oh, yeah. uh, I think it it adds so much value for the reader, but. Also, the idea um, with the print book, to me, I it goes back to like when the when the kids were little. Um, I think I looked it up. I bought it back in two thousand and six. The Dragonology oh, yes, yes, yes. book. Do you know that book? And it was like his his journal as he was uh, discovering dragons and learning all about them and yeah. everything. But we always just loved that that book. And that was kind of how I started seeing the Unschooling Journey book. Um, that we could, uh, I, I, there's lots of lined pages and blank pages in there for people to document their yeah. own journeys alongside um, the examples that I talk about, alongside your illustrations, the spaces that you left inside the illustrations for people to just make it uniquely their own and and. I just love the way that that has all come together. And and just thinking about how each book out in the world will be yeah. different from every yeah, other one, right? It's exciting to me. <laughs> because everybody can make it their own. And, and yeah, I just mm-hmm. love that. Well, this has been probably a record-long <laughs> episode, but I think it was... Uh, Totally worth it, number one. But number two, it was just so beautiful to hear hear all your stories and the inspirations behind the illustrations from you and to just weave it all together into that bigger picture. I thought that was just so valuable. And I hope people have really enjoyed listening. 
And I want to thank you so much for taking all this time to speak with me, Hema. I just, I really, I've been looking forward to this for months because I knew when we were finally, you know, getting close to being done and getting it out there uh, that we were going to do this. And I have been excited about it for months. And before we go, uh, where's the best people for people to, best place for people to connect with you online? Um, I suppose Facebook seems to be a good place. But also, I'm just um, actually kind of restarting my blog um, that I uh, kept on hold for a few years when the children didn't want me to write so much about them out there and didn't want me to share as much. And now they seem to be like, oh, sure, you can share that. I'm like, oh, I guess something shifted and I can write more. So um, I suppose Facebook and my blog is a way. Um and yes, I will put links to that in the show notes and your art. Yes, website. yes. And my art website, which I'm very excited about. Um, I'm working on it. <laughs> it's coming along. And um, I am just very grateful for the opportunity to talk like this. I've not. Um, I was nervous. <laughs> I was nervous. Uh, and the only thing that kept me steady when I got ready for the talk today was that just go back to who my children are and who Ravi is for me. And uh, that kept me going. And the book is very exciting, Pam. Thank you for writing it and for sharing and for all that you share online, Pam. It's, uh, it's an incredible website you have. Um, and the work you do, I know, is talking like directly to people's hearts across the world. So, yeah. Thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Hema. And thank you again for all your work. And I'm so excited for people to be able to pick up the book and see your illustrations and, and make it their own. Yes. That's awesome. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. I hope you found it helpful. You might also like the backlist episodes at livingjoyfully.ca forward slash podcast. While you're there, be sure to pick up your free copy of my book, What is Unschooling? In it, we'll explore some of the common questions people have when they first hear about unschooling. Like, how will my child learn? How do I know they're learning? What is de-schooling? And how do I get started? It's also available at many online ebook retailers. And if you'd like to connect online, you can find me on Facebook at Living Joyfully. Until next time, have fun living and learning with your family.